You cannot suffer if you're living in the truth. And what do we do? For 47 years, I lived in the untruth that I wasn't enough. It was a lie. And then when I was like, oh my gosh, that was a lie, then everything changed. So why am I so happy now? Why is my life changed? Because every day I just live in the truth. Welcome to the Get Real Podcast. Your high octane boost of full on reality therapy for personal, business, and investing success with your host, Ron Phillips, because somebody's got to tell it like it is. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Get Real Podcast. Ron Phillips here with Heather Marchant. And we have a very, very cool show for you guys today. Longtime friend of mine who's going to join us here in just a second. Heather, are you excited yeah. about the show today? Yes. I actually talked with him a little bit and reviewed some of his content on his website. It's impressive. I'm super excited. Let me give the uh, the friend intro for Brad, and then we'll talk to him a little bit about what he's done, where he's at, and a little bit about why we've got him on the show today. But I've known Brad for years. Actually, I was trying to quantify how many years it has been, but it's it's a long time. And I remember when I met him, met him at Collective Genius, and I was really, really impressed by his business, as were most everybody else there. He ran and runs a very successful real estate business. And there's a few people out there that kind of stand out. Brad has been one of those. And the reason he's on the show today is because of this journey he's been on in the last few years, which, which has really, I've been just like quietly watching it. And it's more impressive to me than all of the business success that impressed me to begin with. And we will get into all of that, but I want to welcome you, Brad Chandler, to the show. Just really excited to have you here, man. Thanks. I'm excited to be here as well. So the reason I'm so excited to have you on the show is because one of the things that I'm so passionate about, everybody on the show knows, is personal vision, business vision, how they intersect. And you know, one of the things that I've kind of watched over the last few years here with your journey is that you've got this figured out in a way that you didn't before. And this is such a place where business owners, entrepreneurs, and busy people struggle so walk us through just a little bit of this journey that you've been on, and we're going to just stop you and ask questions as we go. All right. Thank you for that introduction. I really appreciate it. That was kind. And yeah, I had nothing figured out. I had business success figured out <laughs> to some degree. I knew how to make money, but I also knew how to lose money. Um, and it was in the last two years trying to get my son help for his anxiety that I was on a call similar to this uh, Zoom call, and I'm having a conversation with the lady, and within five or 10 minutes, uh, you know her, Annie, she's like, she goes, you have a you have a tick. And I was like, what are you talking about? She's like, you blink profusely when you talk about your childhood. You likely have unresolved childhood trauma. And I'm like, I don't have any trauma. My dad hit me with a belt, but that ain't trauma. But anyway, obviously, I'm trying to help my son. So I'm like, yeah, I'll come out there. I flew out there in a weekend, Ron, or really in three-hour session, my life radically and profoundly changed. Like I feel like I now have the secret to life. Like for 47 years, I had no idea. I thought the secret to life was you make a bunch of money so you can prove your worth and be flashy and have fancy cars and yachts and that will make you happy and none of that shit will make you happy. So I'm more content, I'm more peaceful, I'm free to be who I am, not what I think the world wants me to be. And how it intersects with business is, um, I've switched from having a mentality of I've got to make a bunch of money to prove my worth to my only goal on this planet now. I'm 49 years old. I'm going to do this work until I die, hopefully at 110. So I got 50 years, <laughs> 60 years left is to make an impact. 
I want to give. There's so many people that are struggling and suffering, whether it's relationships or business chaos or addictions or overweight, you name it. They're suffering for one reason. And that one reason is in three hours how it changed my life. It's your thinking. Everything begins with your thinking. So you're listening to this. You're like, well, my thinking is not bad. The thinking that's controlling your behavior every day, you don't even know it. It's buried in your subconscious mind from the time you were two, six, seven, eight years old. So I'm talking a lot because I'm passionate about this, but well, every so single problem. Let's, let's break this down just a little bit, right? So yeah. I don't want us to talk over people who said exactly what you're saying. And Heather, you and I both know people who are in this situation. We've been in like, I just, I just spoke at my, well, our mutual friends event, Nathan Brooks. And I had an interesting experience on stage where that I've never had. I mean, you've seen me speak. I have stage presence. I've never had a problem speaking on stage ever, ever, ever. And I literally, I had planned to talk about a story that rocked my world, kind of like what you had. My wife almost died. I've talked about it on the show before. And I turned around and I looked at her picture and mm. I literally couldn't tell the story. And everything that I had planned related to that story, my mind completely went blank on stage. I'm opening for my friend's book event. I was sitting there. I started sweating. I've never had anything like that happen to me before. You think you've got everything together. And then in a second, nothing is together. And I was a complete mess on stage. I don't know who actually knows that, but this is the Get Real podcast. Um, (laughs) And so really, I was a mess. And I just tried to get off the stage as fast as I could because I didn't have anything I could actually share. And I've never had that happen to me before. It was remarkable. And I think there's people just in business and then things like this happen to them and they they just shut it down and move forward and keep pressing on and they don't actually think about what's going on. So let's talk through this thing because when stuff like that happens in your life, you should pause. How did this happen for you? Like you had this three hour thing, but let's break that down just a little bit and try to help everybody understand what happened with you during three hours. Yeah. So I was taken, I, I got into a deeply relaxed state. I use hypnosis now. There's other ways to get a deeply relaxed state, but when you get into a deeply relaxed state, you're able to tap into your subconscious mind. Again, your subconscious mind is what drives 95% of your behavior. So when you're yelling at your wife or kicking the dog or irritated with the kids or drinking three glasses of wine every night you get home, you're like, you don't really know why you're doing this. So to fix either physical pain or mental pain, you always got to go to the source. So he took me back to the source of my pain. What was causing me the need to have two failed marriages? What was causing me the need to smoke marijuana and drink in social situations to feel comfortable? Well, it was because when I was six years old, my father would make fun of me or he would hit me with a belt. And when you're six years old, and something bad happens to you, your brain is just amazingly complicated, amazingly efficient, like it keeps you alive. It's got to tell you a story. Why is this happening to me? So what do you think the six-year-old boy says? Something bad is happening to me. I must be bad. So it helps you at six years old. At 47, when your subconscious mind is still telling you you're bad, you can't be in a good relationship. You can't have great health, your business in chaos because you're just, you're being driven by things you don't know. So we figured out what those stories were. And through neuroplasticity, we retold myself and your brain has the neuroplasticity is your brain's natural ability to grow new neural pathways that change your thinking. And once you change your thinking, you change your behavior and your habits and your whole world changes. 
I love that. That's awesome. And I love that you didn't even know, like, it's not like you were saying, Hey, I need some help. Like I have a problem. It came to you and that the feedback you were given that you took it because of your love for your son, right? Like, it's really interesting to me that this happened for you almost, I mean, you could say by accident, right? I don't believe that. However, I just mean that it it came to you instead of you seeking out, like, I have a problem. I need some help. It's really yeah, interesting. This is a fascinating point. This may be the most important part of this whole half an hour we spend together is if we were on this call three years ago, what, how did I find freedom? I found freedom through self-love by turning around these untruths that were buried in my subconscious. But if we were on here three years ago and Ron says, hey, Brad, do you love yourself? Do you have a lot of self-love? I'd be like, hell yeah, I do. Yeah. So all of these people in the world are like thinking that they have self-love, most of them, and they have no idea. So I developed a quiz now. So for all the people out there that are like, I love myself. Oh, you do? Okay, go take my quiz. It's free. Bradchandler.com forward slash quiz. Go take it and see what you score. Here's the great part. If you don't score extreme self-love and you score medium self-love or lack of self-love, your life can radically change in every single area. So don't be bummed if you hit that button, that last 12 question, and it brings you to lack of self-love because your life can change so radically. It's it's amazing. So Brad, I also don't want to gloss over what you just said. Can you just spell your name for everybody so that they know how to do bradchandler.com forward slash quiz? Yeah, B-R-A-D-C-H-A. N-D-L-E-R.com forward slash quiz. Free quiz, nothing. Just take it. Yeah, Yeah, we can put that in the show notes too. We'll put it in the show notes. And I think it's pretty amazing because I've known you for a while and I've watched this. Let's talk through a couple of the aha moments. So you just said a few things that I think may relate to a lot of people and you can swap out these things for other things, right? But in social settings, when you're with your business friends, which is where I met you and, and how I know you, You had these crutches that you used to feel, I think what you said is comfortable or confident or yes, comfortable in the situation. And I think we all have those. So maybe for me, it's not alcohol and it's maybe not marijuana. Maybe it's something else. Maybe it's me, me bringing my alter ego to the, (laughs) to the room with me or whatever it is. Right. And I think in these business settings, there's a lot of people who show up with the other, with the secondary state your name now. And that person shows up and it's not even really the real person. Mm-hmm. And because of that, it allows them to talk about not really, or the not real business and the not real business problems and the not real personal problems. It's this way. And I don't know if you agree with me, but it's this way to lie to yourself and to everybody else you're with that everything is going well and that you have this self-love and that you've got everything going on because Everybody who knew who knows you and who knew you back then, everybody thought Brad had it going on. <laughs> and in business, you did have it kind of going on. I mean, let's be honest. You had a really big business and you were making money and, and that part of things came easy to you. But I find that business owners, a lot of them find business to be real easy and the whole rest of life is really, really difficult. So this breakthrough is really, really important. So I'll add too that like one thing I tell my kids is you're born as a baby without making things mean things, right? Like you're not going, oh, so this happened to me. So I'm going to make sure that I keep myself safe or whatever. All of that develops over time. And our brain is a meaning making machine is what I had a coach tell me once. And I'm like, yeah, that's so true. Like we're always grasping for what does this mean? What does this mean? How am I going to protect myself so this doesn't happen again? And look for ways to 
combat that. And unraveling that is powerful. So powerful. I love that. So Ron, what you just said, I agree hundred um, percent, not living in the truth. You said that they walk into the room, not their real self. And why is that? Because trauma takes you basically all the problems in the world through self-love or lack of connection with yourself. You've lost connection with yourself. So in part of my coaching, before I actually went through the three hours, I was working with one of the coaches and I said to her, I go, if you can do this one thing for me, Carrie Mon, one thing, have me act the way that I act high when I'm sober. I was like, mm-hmm. I would love you forever. I'll be the, she was like, Brad, that is who you are. That's who you are at your core. You just have these filters from the pain of the trauma and the stress as a child. So almost the entire world lives as different people. They're living to the expectations of what other people think. They're living a lie. You cannot suffer if you're living in the truth. And what do we do? For 47 years, I lived in the untruth that I wasn't enough. It was a lie. And then when I was like, oh my gosh, that was a lie, then everything changed. So why am I so happy now? Why is my life changed? Because every day I just live in the truth. Is it easy? No. When I have to have a conversation with an intimate partner and say, you know, it's three weeks into the relationship and I'm not feeling as close to you as I was, you know, two weeks ago. I couldn't have done that two years ago. Is it easy? It's hard as shit, but you can't suffer if you live in the truth. And that's so true. That's so true. (laughs) And I've been on some calls recently talking to a bunch of business owners. There's a lot of business owners who are hurting. And as you know, as I start to ask questions and kind of unwind, the conversation becomes more and more and more and more true. And, you know, typically we're talking about financial things. I think every aspect of our life needs to be that way because by the time we get all the way down to the root of everything, then I'm like, well, this is, this is super simple. This problem is not complicated. <laughs> Here's the answer to the problem. It's really not that complicated. But at the beginning of the call, it was super complicated because they overcomplicated it with all of these lies to make themselves look better. When if we just break it all the way down to the root of this thing, let's just be honest. You made some really poor decisions. Now you're in this financial position. So how do we get out of the financial position? It's a lot easier to, to swim out of the financial position if you just admit you're in it and that you're the one that caused it. I've been there. I think you've been there. Heather's been there. We've all been there. And then for whatever reason, when we show up to other folks, we act like we've never been there. Like everything yeah. is perfect and we've never had a problem in our life, which is just BS and everybody knows it. Mm-hmm. And yet we do it anyway. Brad? Yeah. So you use a couple of really good words there that thought made me think of something. Break down and simple. Let's break it down and let's make this real simple. I started the podcast by saying every single problem that you have in your life right now starts with your thinking. Well, where does the thinking go wrong? The thinking doesn't go wrong from yesterday or two years ago. The thinking goes back to when you were a child and your brain was programmed. Something happened to you. I don't like to call it trauma because... People don't understand trauma could be as benign as your little sister coming home after being born from the hospital and your parents thinking you thought your parents loved her more than they loved you. That could create a meth addict in 20 years. So don't get hung up on the word trauma. Let's use stress. Something happened in your childhood that you told yourself a story around. That story is dominating your thinking today. Every problem you have in your life begins with your thinking and your thinking is flawed because of that. So talk about simple, Ron. I mean, we're talking about why is the war in Ukraine happening? Why are our prisons filled? Why is there a 62% obesity rate in the United States? Why is there a third divorce rate for third marriages of 72%? Everything can be traced back to that. And it can be fixed in a matter of hours if the person's willing and wanting to change. 
Wow, that's crazy. No, I need, think we no need for psychiatric yeah. drugs and, and yep. psychedelics and all this shit and 20 years of therapy. I went through 30 years of therapy, 50 marriage counseling. None of that shit works. You got to go to the source of your pain and figure it out. And be willing to look at it. Have to. You got to face the truth of the pain to get to the freedom. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you this then, Brad, because I'm sitting here self-reflecting as I do. And I'm thinking, okay, is each? are you saying that each one of the different pieces of your life that's broken is probably due to a separate stressor or is there one? One. Everything comes back to the three most important things as a child that happened to you where you were out of control or someone did something that was really bad to you or mean or, or you just perceived it going back to Heather's meaning. We place meaning on stuff. One of my mentors says the trauma, the bad thing that happens to you, that's a traumatic event. You know what the trauma is? The trauma is the meaning you place on that event. Mm. So no, everything, whether it's your weight, your drinking, your business chaos, I will always bring that back to three, two, one to two to three key things that happened to you as a child. That you've just, your brain is hung on to. Your brain is doing its job. Why was your subconscious brain formed? It's to keep you alive. So a thousand years ago, when you shook the bush and the lion bit you, it never wanted you to forget to associate pain with that bush. So it's just doing its job. You have ability now. You have an awareness that you have shit that's going on in your life. You can fix all that now. You don't have to be afraid of that bush for the rest of your life. Yeah, I think that it, it impacts our lives, like you were saying, in ways that you don't even notice. I mean, it goes, yeah, the way you communicate. So does this this happen? Okay, so does this happen to us as adults though as well? So I've talked to some people who are adults and they have trauma that happened to them or stress, like big time stressors that happened to them in adulthood, right? Women get raped, men get held up at gunpoint, you get carjacked. There's all kinds of things that could cause stress. You know, you could be in a marriage that was horrible and you stayed in it for 10 years and those 10 years of your life were like every day was a stressor right could it be that you had a great childhood and then you had a stressor event when you're an adult and that shifted you into you know something else what's your thoughts on that I feel like Joe Rogan right now this is the first time on a podcast I've ever felt like Joe Rogan I love it man I'm, I'm just I'm literally trying to learn And typically when I'm interviewing people, I already know what they're going to say. I have no idea what you're going to say right now. So I'm going to answer this question with something that's probably going to blow your mind. What percentage of combat veterans do you think suffer from PTSD? Oh, it's high. Oh, well, the number is gigantic. Take a guess. 90. Heather. 85. So 85 was what I guess. I did the research. It's 15%. Huh? Why do 15% of combat veterans have PTSD and the others don't? The thought behind them is that those 15% of people suffered trauma in their childhood in the war, the combat brought that up. So Ron, could someone have trauma because they got raped as a 30 year old? Yes. But is it always usually the person that stayed in that marriage for 10 years? Why would anyone stay in the marriage for 10 years in a bad situation? Because of the unresolved childhood trauma and stress. Mm-hmm. So everything goes back in my everything. That's an overstatement. A huge percentage, 95, 98, 99%. I don't know for sure, but it's huge. A prospective client called me earlier this week and she's like, I was like, why do you need my help? What are you calling for? Well, I have an intimate relationship in nine years and all of my men leave me and then they want to come back. And I was like, all right, well, let's talk about your child. I don't think I had anything in my childhood. I was like, she's, I was like, she's like that's not the problem. And then 10 minutes later, she goes, 
oh, my father, not, oh, she was just saying randomly, like, so my father left me when I was four, left us, and I didn't see him until I was 18. I'm like, ding, 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 ding. <laughs> uh, you cannot have a child abandon you and not have lasting effects. And then I'm like, do you think there's any coincidence, so-and-so, that you're finding men that leave you just like your father left you? Again, what does the subconscious mind do? It's like, all right, my only purpose in this brain is to keep you alive. So I'm going to give you with, because your dad, yeah, he treated you like shit, but you're still alive. So I'm just going to recreate that. That's what we do as adults. I married my father twice. Each wife had components of my father. He was the one who created the trauma in my life. So yeah, don't blame your spouse. If you've got marriage problems, it has nothing to do with the relationship between yourselves. It has to do with the relationship you each have with yourself. Yeah. That's nuts. I do agree with that. And that rolls into the communication. I always tell people like, like business partnerships, all partnerships break up because of either communication or lack of communication. And that makes sense based on what you're talking about, because the communication, the way that you communicate with yourself and the way that you communicate with other people, definitely, I 100% agree, comes from the way that you see yourself and the way that you experience the world and that has zero to do with how the world really is. But you hit it, man. That is profound right there. We put You heard it from Brad Chandler, people. Ron said something (laughs) profound on the show today. (laughs) Profound. Love it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. (laughs) Wow, this is really cool. And here's the thing. So I think there's a lot of business people who stay in this. Well, not just business people, but this show is about business and real estate and life and how they intersect. So there's a lot of business people who listen to this and they're so deep mired into the problems of their business that they don't think through the other aspects of it. And, you know, like when we talk about personal vision and business vision and things that I'm passionate about because they altered my existence in business and in life. Those things seem on the surface to be like, yeah, that's fun stuff. We'll do that later. But I've got business problems right now that are bigger than this, you know, fluffy crap that Ron keeps talking about on the show. And I feel like there's probably some people out there that this is smacking in the face. And there's some other people that's bouncing off like Wonder Woman's like cufflinks, right? Just like, bam. And they're not, it's not actually penetrating. And it's because it seems, kind of fluffy, like the vision stuff like it. Yeah, that's nice, Ron. That's nice, Brad. I mean, Heather gets it, but that doesn't pertain to me because I have real business problems here that I have to solve. What would you say to those folks? Well, you likely have real big business problems because you're not believing in the fluffy stuff. I made five business mistakes that cost me $9 million. $9 million, five business mistakes. What do you think those business mistakes were caused from? my shit in my childhood. I was trying to do stuff to prove myself. So mm-hmm. yeah, I, I launched a, a Facebook group yesterday, how to be happier for entrepreneurs because yes, I saw entrepreneur, that. entrepreneurs usually get in business for to make a lot of money to prove their worth because they don't feel worthy or they want to control everything because as a child, they had no control. Usually lack of control is what leads to this trauma. They couldn't control something. Their mother was hitting their father. Their Whatever it was, they couldn't control that their sister came home from the hospital and their parents loved her more. During the show, I've been thinking back to my childhood and multiple times, Heather, I've said, I hit the parent lottery. Yeah. I have an awesome family. We all still love each other, communicate all the time. I grew up in like the best home you could possibly want to grow up in. And I'm thinking back and I'm like, okay, well, it's not my parents' fault. It's not my brothers and sisters' fault. It had to be something else that happened to me because I'm thinking back, trying to figure out what the heck would have caused me to feel anything other than... 100% about Ron Phillips 
you know, generally speaking, Heather has heard me say this multiple times. I do feel pretty hundred percent about Ron Phillips. Dig him. He's a cool guy, but there's gotta be some subconscious something back there somewhere. Cause everybody's got some dirt. I'll just have to think about what it is. Ron, nine out of 10 of my clients say the same thing. And you said, you know, it's not, I can't blame my mother. I can't blame my brother. This isn't about blame because even the people who, who inflicted this on us, they were doing the best that they could given with, yeah. with how they grew up. So, well, and talk about a profound, I think that is a really profound thing because everybody always tries to blame someone else when it's really not, an, it isn't their fault. That was a really poor choice of words. It wouldn't be their fault anyway. It's how I perceived whatever it happened, Right. I'm just trying to think of something that I would perceive that would have happened wrong. Like my, I had like, if you put it into, I had about as leave it to beaver a growing up as you could possibly have. I mean, my parents are, my mom is a saint. Like she should have already been sainted just because she had to deal with John and I, John's my older brother for everybody out there who doesn't know. (laughs) And then after that, there was five more she had to deal with. Right. And she just be sainted. But my parents are awesome people. My brothers and sisters, awesome people, whether they meant to or not cause damage or whether I meant to or not cause damage is irrelevant to the situation. If there was damage caused that, is that what you're saying, Brad? A hundred percent. And the fact that you have seven siblings, I hear that a lot. Like it's really hard for two parents to give unconditional love to seven kids. There's going to be some favoritism. This is why hypnosis is so amazing. I'm definitely a favorite, Brad, if we're, (laughs) because you don't know this stuff. So it could be a, a number of different things. (laughs) <laughs> I, I will add. I'm not trying really to make small. light of it, but on, take, on take the, the show, quiz. take the quiz and tell me what you score. I, I'm, oh, gonna, yeah. I'm, I'm going. I'm going to just as I was actually going to do it during the show, and then I thought to myself, "That's rude. You shouldn't do that right now." I'm supposed to be paying attention to what Brad's <laughs> saying, but I was. I literally pulled it up, and I was like, "This can't be that complicated." I'm just going to take the quiz right now. <laughs> Brad doesn't know anybody like that in his life. Would just like. What'd you say, Heather? Ready, fire, ready, aim. fire aim. I was, yeah. I was ready to fire without <laughs> aiming, Brad. So, I'll find a quiet moment and take the quiz. How's that? Okay, good. I was just gonna say, Ron. Like a super simple example is, I find myself wanting to work all the time. I love working. I love being busy. All of that. And I grew up with a dad who was in corporate career and was busy all the time and gone, traveled a lot worked for Citibank and was all over the globe, actually. And I think about that frequently. I acknowledge that to my husband. Like, I know that I was raised by a parent. My mom didn't work. And my dad, although not like a horrible thing to integrate from a parent, like really a hard, like hardworking and loving his job, but didn't really interface with us a ton right? Didn't really talk. And there were eight of us. So I've come from a big family like Ron and didn't really interface with us a lot. He'd come home from his business trip and we'd interact minimally. And so I think about that and how to look at that belief and way of living. And so those are, that's like one small example of like being conscious and aware of it. So Heather, let's answer this question for me. You're six years old and your dad is gone all the time. What's a possible story that that six-year-old could be telling herself? Oh gosh. Yeah. So many, like I'm not important. Yeah. My dad is doing something that's more important. There's something. And why aren't you important? There's something wrong with me. I must not be good enough. Yeah, definitely. And it could be, I mean, I, I don't think it would necessarily even be just one. I've never like thought about that layer of it too much. Just thought about how that was modeled to me as much as like, yeah. The belief. Man, like so this piece that I'm so passionate about, Brad, which is why I really wanted to have you on the show, is because I wanted to see how this dovetails, right? 
the layer on top of this is how does the next generation become better than the previous generation at things like that? Because there's things like that we can fix that causes less trauma, less stress. Mm -hmm. If we become better human beings and we treat outwardly treat other people better and are a little more conscious of the fact that we don't really know what is happening in that person's life. That if we say something super innocuous, but negative to them on a day when they're already in it, that it could completely level them off. And you don't even realize you did it. I told a story about internally, I don't know, three, four, five podcasts ago where we had somebody who called in and it was just super angry and aggressive with one of the people on our team, which is, we just don't allow that around here, Brad. So that person is no longer a client, but, but the damage was done. The person internally has family with health problems that they were dealing with individual on the phone has no clue and just calls and is a complete jerk, not knowing that the phone is now in tears crying and that you've completely altered their life. And I actually heard after that, that that was the day they were going to get up and really make stuff happen. And in the first call in the morning, just a gut punch, right? Right out of the gate from somebody who had his own problems and then just projected and puked them all over someone Mm -hmm. else who had their own problems. And how much better is it that if we all walk around understanding that we've all got problems and we just try not to add crap to other folks? So every act in life is a show of love or a call for love. Call or love means that the person wants love. So that person who was yelling at your team member was calling for love. They were hurt, right? And as human beings, we get to react in one of two ways. We get to react in love or we get to react in fear slash ego. And the more that you respond in your life in love, the happier, more joyful, more fulfilled, less stressed, more at peace you'll be. So that in itself, when now when I see people really angry, it immediately, instead of me, what I would have done as a broken soul was I would have fought back. I would have been like, they're coming at me. I've got to fight back. Now my, because I now have inner compassion for myself, when I see someone that's really upset, my mind goes to, oh my gosh, they must be so freaking hurt. I wish I could help them. People attack me on the internet. You know, I'm putting nothing but great messages out and I get attacked and I reach out and I'm like, dude, I'm sorry you're hurting. Like you want to get on the phone call with me? And he's like, no, I'll take it down. I'm sorry. I was, (laughs) he was like, I'm a joyous old man. I was like, no one is joyous that talks to another human being like that. And he goes, you know what? You're right. I'll take it down. So. Mm. Wow. mm. That is really powerful because I think about that a lot with, like Ron said, upset people who are, you know, are hurting. And I have to remind sometimes for me, and I'm curious what you think about this, Brad, is like, I find that I have to rewire that thinking, though, that it doesn't like just stick and stay, that I have to say, they're like, respond in love, like, don't respond in fear, right? Like, continuing to like, that's work to me. Like, it's not like this one thing, and then it's fixed. So, I don't know where you are in your journey, right? Given the fact that you told me you like to work all the time because you love it, my brain goes to how can I help her? Because when people work so much, it's often a distraction. I don't like my current state, so I'm going to use work as a distraction. So let's just say that you've got a lot of work to do. It's going to be very, very hard for you to do that. For me, it's not as hard because I've gotten to a place in my life where I mean, you guys hear the videos I produce. I say everything. I talk about my failed marriages. I talk about how I used to ask my ex-wife to tell me how handsome I was all the time. I mean, like really embarrassing stuff because I don't care if someone judges me because now I know that anytime another human being judges someone else, it's something inside them that doesn't feel good. 
that's unresolved inside <laughs> of them. And yeah, everyone can get to that point. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and that's, man, that's probably the best place you could possibly leave this show, right? Is there is a solution. No one has to stay stuck this way. And I'm just going to tell everybody, like I knew Brad when he was broken before this. And I have watched during this, like, I want to say, Brad, this didn't, maybe for you, it happened overnight. And I watched it on social media. So understanding that like Brad and I don't hang out on the weekends, but I watched this from afar and I, the message has gotten much stronger, but you made some life altering decisions not too long ago. All of the things that you talked about, you literally have stopped doing a lot of those things because you don't need them anymore. And you're just happy being in Brad Chandler's skin and helping other people, which is a completely different place than you were when we actually did hang out at Masterminds. And I just want everybody out there to know that I'm going to be super introspective. This has been actually really cool. I think one of the cooler, more informative podcasts we've done, Heather, but with some homework right? With some get out there and try to figure it out. And Brad, I know you're into helping people. So if someone wants to follow you or connect with you or whatever, so they can get some help or, or just so they can watch your, your journey, like I have, which has been pretty cool and impressive. How do they get a hold of you, man? Thank you for those kind words. Uh, bradchandler.com forward slash contact has everything. It's got uh, all of my social media platforms. I'm on them all. I put out a daily message. It's got the ability to schedule a call. It's got a link to join our, our How to Be Happier for Entrepreneurs Facebook group. So that's how you get in contact with me. I'll do a free 30-minute call with anyone. Um, if we're not a fit, I'll certainly point you in the direction. Ron, what I found that is I found my purpose. Like After 47 years, I always knew that real estate wasn't my purpose. Trying to make a bunch of money wasn't my purpose. And for those folks that are like, I don't know what my purpose is. It's so tough. It's really, really hard. It's impossible to find your purpose when you feel that you're unworthy and you're stuck in this fight or flight mode. So when the lion's chasing you, are you going to be able to figure out your purpose? You're just standing, trying to stay alive. And when you haven't done this work, 75% of your life is spent in a fight or flight mode where your creative brain is shut down and you can't really. So if your business is in chaos or you've made millions of dollars despite this, just think if you did the work, how much your life would vastly change like mine has. So like Ron said, if you're suffering, Life wasn't made to be suffered. You don't need to be suffering. There's a way. I've created a system where literally in like five, six hours worth of work over five weeks, you can dramatically change your life. So it's real. Awesome. It has really been a pleasure to have you on the show, Brad. Go follow him if you don't do anything else. Get his messages on a daily basis and just watch. Rewind the tape a little bit in his social media and just take a look at the progression. It is truly impressive and I'm a hard person to impress. So Brad, thank you for spending time with us and sharing with us. And man, God bless you. Thank you. God bless you too. That was awesome. All right. So till next time, everybody. I mean, you got your homework. Yeah, go so take the quiz. Get out there and make something happen. This has been the Get Real Podcast. To subscribe and for more information, including a list of all episodes, go to getrealestatesuccess.com.